We're approaching the craziest week in NBA offseason, and for our purple and gold, a lot can happen this week. And by this time next week, we may know what this roster is going to look like next season. So buckle up, Laker fam, because we've got a lot to discuss today here on the Laker Hand Podcast. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand Podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world, Laker Dad. Now, Dad, this is going to be a pretty darn crazy week we're heading into. Yeah, Hannah, uh, no doubt about it. This is the most important week of the summer for the Lakers and for a lot of NBA teams. Let's set the stage just for a second. As we know, the Lakers had a very poor season last year, did not make the playoffs. There was a lot of anger, a lot of frustration. Frank Vogel, uh, former Laker coach, took the took the fall for everybody. Now we are facing a roster that is unclear and unknown for next year. There's going to be at least half of the roster that has to be filled, maybe more. And we're going to start to get some answers this week, Hannah, and it's going to be exciting. Yeah, and I think a lot of those answers maybe or we may get a lot of our answers to our questions on Wednesday. That is, of course, when we will figure out, you know, what players have opted into their contracts. Right now for the Lakers, you know, not only are we kind of paying attention to Russell Westbrook, who I think, of course, is going to opt into his contract and make that, you know, $47 million, but also, you know, we have, we know that Kendrick Nunn already did, but we've also got to, you know, pay attention to some other guys like Kyrie Irving. Yeah, Hannah, Kyrie Irving has an option to either stay with the Nets or reject his uh, his player option and become an unrestricted free agent, in which case he can sign with any team. It's really hard to separate fact from fiction when it comes from to Kyrie Irving. There's been so many rumors. Who knows what's really going on? Is he just trying to leverage the Lakers to get a better deal with the Nets, or is he really serious about leaving uh, Kevin Durant behind? Exactly. And then, you know, we also have, you know, Bradley Beal. There's a lot of question marks to whether or not he is going to decide to stay or choose to play for another team. Now, right now, everything that we're kind of hearing is that he's decided or, you know, leaning towards wanting to play for an East Coast team. So it's seeming, you know, less likely that he's going to want to come and join the Purple and Gold. But still, you just never know. And, you know, Wednesday is when we're going to kind of have some answers. But again, that a big part of a lot of question marks regarding to, of course, going into this offseason, besides who was going to be the new Laker head coach, was what was going to happen with this whole Russell Westbrook situation. And Wednesday, we're finally going to have a, an answer to that. Now, Dad... I personally think he's definitely going to opt into his, you know, contract. It would make him, I think it's make him the highest paid player in the NBA, $47 million. But dad, what do you think Russ is going to do? Yeah, Hannah, it seems very, very hard to believe that Russell Westbrook is going to turn down that player option. Uh, the only thing that, and I think it's a very, very small chance that could happen is if he thinks he can get a multi-year deal, a good multi-year deal from another team that pays him maybe $95, $100 million, perhaps over three seasons, he may find that that's more valuable than staying with the Lakers for one more year at $47 million. But that said, I think we have to assume he's going to opt in. Yeah, definitely. And then what they decide to do once he does opt in, are we going to, you know, trade him for another player? Are we just going to keep him for, you know, another season and then go into next offseason with that $47 million in cap space to go out and, and sign another player? So definitely going to be exciting. Wednesday's a big day to really pay attention to. And then free agency starts Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, that's 3 o'clock on the West Coast where we are, Hannah. And as we know, it, it's kind of funny because they say, you know, teams are not supposed to contact 
contact anybody before the actual uh, free agency period starts. But we all know that they, you know, they're already talking. They're already getting things lined up because usually what happens is at the stroke of three o'clock, teams start immediately announcing the deals that they've made. So I'm sure the Lakers are, you know, close to knowing what they're going to do. Uh, and we expect to hear some news, you know, at three o'clock on Thursday or shortly thereafter. Now, we're not going to know everything, but we're certainly going to see what the Lakers are thinking, what direction they're heading. Yeah, and obviously the Lakers are going to have, you know, pretty much an entirely new roster to assemble. Now, if they decide to bring back some other players from last season and, you know, sign them to some veteran minimum contracts, which I think is what we're going to have to end up doing, or if we're going to make, you know, a big trade, we're going to we're gonna know Thursday, Friday, you know, definitely by this time next week, uh, we'll definitely know what this roster is going to look like. Now, Speaking about, you know, some new roster additions, Dad, obviously we talked a little bit earlier about uh, Bradley Beal and Kyrie Irving, who have been rumored to be potentially linked to the purple and gold. But Dad, Kemba Walker is a guy that potentially we could see on this purple and gold team. And not only could we see him, but the Lakers may actually be able to get Kemba Walker for the veterans minimum because he was recently traded a couple days ago to the Detroit Pistons who are going to buy him out, which means he's going to get his money. He's not going to need to go in and, you know, make a huge contract. He's already going to get his payday. So he would be more inclined to sign for the veterans minimum. And dad, if the Lakers can get Kemba Walker for the veterans minimum, I mean, that could just be the steal of the century. Yeah, Hannah, this is what I consider to be the most intriguing possibility for the Lakers this offseason, and the one that I think is probably the most realistic. I just want to go on record as saying I still can't believe that that Kyrie Irving is going to end up on the Lakers. I, I believe he's trying to leverage the Lakers to get a better deal with the Nets. I can't believe he's going to leave, really leave Kevin Durant. And, you know, I, I think he's going to opt into that contract, and the Lakers really don't have enough to do a sign-and-trade. He would have to come to the Lakers as a free agent for the veterans' uh, mid-level exception, which is about $6 million. It's just impossible for me to believe that. Now, Kemba Walker, however, is another story. As you said, he was traded to Detroit. He he was an all-star two years ago, Hannah. I think he averaged 20 points a game. Um, but he had a poor season last year with the Knicks, but the Knicks were terrible. And uh, as a result of that, he's now on Detroit. Uh, He's supposedly going to be bought out. And if he wants to come to the Lakers, he can do it and probably would be willing to take the veteran minimum. Absolutely. And I mean, like I said, just to be able to get Kemba Walker, period, but to be able to sign him for veterans minimum is a complete steal. I mean, Dad, what Kemba Walker can do when he's healthy, he's one of the, you know, the best players in the league. He's one of the best scorers, best shooters. I mean, he would be able to bring something to to this purple and gold team that we were definitely lacking last season. Well, he's certainly an intriguing possibility, Hannah. It's It's not clear that he's the same player he was three or four seasons ago when he left Charlotte after spending most of his career there. Uh, But again, as I said, I think he was an all-star two years ago. Uh, He was on the Olympic team uh, two or three years ago too. So this is a guy who is an intriguing possibility and the option of getting him for the veterans minimum, uh, you know, really could be pretty enticing. Hannah, lost in all of this is Malik Monk. There hasn't been any real discussion of Malik Monk this summer. Uh, when the season ended, I mean, I think most Laker fans were hoping the Lakers could find a way to sign him. 
To me, it's unfortunately not looking good because I'm just not hearing any buzz about Malik Monk. Yeah, it's actually interesting that you bring that up because I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that too because, like you said, after, you know, the Lakers season, people were really saying, Laker fans were saying, you know, we've got to try to do everything in our power to re-sign him. And you're right, we have heard absolutely nothing. Now, maybe it's just because they're keeping things quiet and we're obviously going to have to see how these, you know, this week and these next few days kind of play out to see if the Lakers even have the money to sign him. But it is interesting and maybe it is foreshadowing and uh, kind of alluding to the fact that maybe the Lakers just aren't going to be able to because we have heard it's been, I mean, crickets. Yeah, I think we're also likely get going to get the answer in the next week uh, about Taylor Horton Tucker. And is he going to still be a part of the Lakers uh, after this summer? You know, you and I talked about this in a couple of podcasts that in his introductory comments, the new Lakers coach talked about the young players on the team, and he did not mention THT. It was very, very noticeable that he did not mention THT. To me, I took that as a signal that the Lakers are trying to trade him. I would imagine the only way to to sign Malik Monk is to shed some salary here, and he, Talon Horton Tucker, is the one guy on the team making some real money. I think he's going to make around $11 million this next year. Um, so it would seem to me that if Taylor Horton Tucker stays on the Lakers next year, I don't see any way that Malik Monk is going to be back. I personally believe that THT will be traded. I mean, you can never, you know, know for sure, but I just think because, like we talked about in a few podcasts ago, the fact that Darvin Ham and Rob Plinka mentioned our promising young players and talked about Stanley Johnson, Austin Reeves multiple times and completely excluded THT. I think it just kind of goes to show that he's probably not, they don't see him as a part of our future. And also, you know, THT, like you said, making $11 million also has some trade value. So again, that's another interesting thing we're gonna have to keep our eye out for. I mean, Laker fam, we're gonna have, this next week is gonna be absolutely crazy because everything's gonna happen this next week. You know, all these things that we've been, you know, contemplating, all of our questions are all gonna pretty much be answered by this time next week. So Buckle up because a lot's about to happen and we are obviously going to be covering all of the latest breaking news here on the Laker Hand podcast. So I think that is going to be it for today's show. But let me know. I got a few questions for you guys. I want to hear what your opinion is. Do you guys think Russell Westbrook's going to opt into his contract? What do you think about the whole Kyrie Irving situation? What do you think about Kemba Walker potentially coming to the Lakers, signing for the, you know, the veterans minimum? THT, uh, Malik Monk. Do you still want the Lakers to try to sign Malik Monk? Let me know. You can tweet me. My Twitter is at Hannah underscore Kulik. And of course, you can also always message me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Hannah Rose Kulik. Until next time, Laker Hand and Laker Dad are out. Bye, everyone.